Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to take a ride on the Bruise Cruise Macabro. This week, we're looking into the little old lady killer, the luchador wrestler who became an infamous serial killer. Before we begin, we do have to warn you, this excursion contains depictions of murder, sexual assault, and abuse. Listener discretion is advised, especially for children under 13. In Mexico, there is a much different style to the art of professional wrestling. It looks a little different than it does here in the States. There is almost a superhero quality to the performers in the ring, especially since their tradition is to wear a mask, which becomes an intrinsic part of their character. Combining these colorful masks with incredible acrobatic feats, often from the top rope, gives them a larger-than-life feel to pull the audience in and accept the performance as a true fight. One such performer, Juana Barraza, took this theatricality to another level, eventually leading a double life, one for the fans, one for her own sick and twisted urges. Eventually, earning the nickname Mataveatas, or Little Old Lady Killer. Before we get to the crimes she committed, we have to discuss her troubled childhood and burgeoning wrestling career that led her down a dark path to infamy. Juana Barraza was born in rural Mexico. Her father was a police officer, and her mother allegedly a prostitute. Her mother left her and her father just three short months after Juana was born. Justa, her mother, was reportedly an alcoholic, and it is believed that when Juana was older, she once sold her to a man for three beers. Yes, three beers, Bruiser Nation. While in this man's care, she was repeatedly raped and became pregnant. Juana struggled for years after the birth of her fourth child. She first dipped her hands into the criminal world, first stealing from stores to feed her children, then moving up to burglarizing homes. Beginning in 2003, Barraza would gain entrance to the homes of elderly women pretending to help carry in groceries or claiming to be sent by the government for medical assistance. Barraza was unusually Methodical, while choosing her victims, she managed to acquire a list of women that were on government assistance. Using this list to identify these elderly women who lived alone, providing fake credentials upon meeting them, she pretended she was a nurse to check their vital signs. Of course, by the time she was finished, these poor, defenseless women had no vital signs whatsoever. Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise Podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. Once again, Bruiser Nation Productions 
Productions.kincustom.com. And remember, Bruiser Nation, stay good, because I'm always good. After murdering her victims, she would then look through their homes for something to take. Although these crimes never seemed to be financially motivated, she took mementos, like most serial killers, as trophies from her victims' homes. Oddly enough, these trinkets were of religious symbolism. The police, however, had their own theories regarding the little old lady killer. According to their criminologist, the killer was most likely a man with a confused sexual identity who had been abused as a child by an elderly relative. The killings were a way of channeling her resentment toward innocent victims who stood in for the person who had abused them. Eyewitness descriptions reinforced this theory, reporting that the suspect had a stocky build of a man in women's clothing. As a result, these eyewitness testimonies, police began rounding up transvestite prostitutes for questioning. This profile caused outrage in the community and provided the police with no answers in attempting to bring this killer to justice. Over the next few years, Barraza killed possibly 50 more women before the police were able to get a break in the case. In 2006, Barraza strangled an 82-year-old woman with a stethoscope. As she was leaving the scene, a woman renting a room in the victim's home returned and found the body. Immediately calling the police, and with the help of witnesses, the police were able to arrest Barraza before she left the area. During rounds of questioning, Barraza confessed to having strangled at least one woman, stating she committed the crime out of a sense of anger at elderly women in general. Her hatred stemmed from her feelings towards her mother, who was an alcoholic and, as we spoke earlier, sold her to a man for three beers and abused her. According to her, she was not the only one behind these killings. When confronted by the press, she is quoted in saying, With all due respect to the authorities, there are several of us involved in extortion and killing people, so why don't the police go after the others too? According to police, however, Barraza acted alone. They could match her fingerprints to prints left behind at multiple murder scenes while ruling out other suspects. With all of the evidence collected, the police were able to charge Barraza with 16 different murders, but it is believed that she killed up to 49 people. Though she continued to claim that she had only murdered one of the victims, she was convicted and sentenced to 759 years in prison in the spring of 2008. Little more background on Juana Barrazo before we complete this excursion of the Bruise Cruise podcast. She was born in Hidalgo, a rural area of north of Mexico. Raped repeatedly by the man who was bought her for three beers from her alcoholic mother. 
she had a total of four children, although her eldest son died from injuries sustained in a mugging. Prior to her arrest, Barraza was a professional wrestler under the ring name La Dama del Silencio, the Silent Lady. She had an obsession with Lucha Libre, the form of Mexican mass professional wrestling in which the wrestlers engage in titanic mock battles. Barraza was tried in the spring of 2008, the prosecution alleging she had been responsible for as many as 40 deaths. She admitted one murder, that of Alfaro, and told the police her motive was lingering resentment regarding her own mother's treatment of her. On the 31st of March, she was found guilty on 16 charges of murder and aggravated burglary, including 11 separate counts of murder. She was sentenced to 759 years in prison, since sentences imposed in Mexican courts are generally served concurrently, but the maximum sentence under Mexican law is 60 years, she will most likely serve the full sentence in prison. And now that we dove into the history and the case, we're going to read some articles written about Barrazo at the time of her conviction of the 759 years. This one by Joe Tuckman of The Guardian, May 19th, 2006. For three years, a serial murderer has terrorized the elderly woman of Mexico City. Could the culprit really be a 48-year-old female masked wrestler? Around midday on January 25th, in Mexico City, 48-year-old single mother Juana Barraza approached an elderly woman called Ana Maria de los Reyes, entering her house and asking for a glass of water. Once inside, Barraza picked up a stethoscope that happened to be lying on the living room table and used it to strangle her hostess. She was detained shortly afterwards as she hurried from the murder scene. Identified by the victim's lodger, he had seen Barraza leave just before stumbling on his landlady's corpse. The news of Barraza's arrest spread fast. The serial killer, whom the local press had dubbed the little old lady killer, had apparently been caught. Since 2003, she had been linked to 32 murders in Mexico City. All the victims were elderly women, usually strangled with cables, scarves, or stockings. Eyewitnesses had described a masculine-looking woman hanging around several murder scenes, and, given the rarity of female serial killers, profilers were convinced the killer was a transvestite. Almost four months on from her arrest, Maraza has been charged with ten murders, pleading guilty to just one, strangling Reyes, and not guilty to the rest. City prosecutors have told reporters that they hope to charge her for 27 murders, and they apparently have fingerprints putting her at the scene of at least 11. Quoting Barraza, I only killed one little old lady, not the others. It isn't right to pin the others on me. Her motive? She simply got angry. 
Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right, pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. Once again, Bruiser Nation Productions kincustom.com and remember bruiser nation stay good because i'm always good what makes her story even more sensational is her hobby when she was detained baraza looked respectable and unremarkable with neatly cut hair and conservative clothes but she has not always been so restrained indulging a fanatical enthusiasm for the sport of lucha libre mexican masked professional wrestling Lucha Libre typically involves titanic battles between fighters with cartoon character names and costumes who are identified as either Tenacios, the good guys, and Rudos, the villains. Interviewed by a major television channel at a wrestling event just a few weeks before her arrest, Barraza described herself as Rudo to the core. She was often seen in the front rows of the established arenas, and also organized wrestling events for small-town fiestas. Occasionally fighting in the ring herself, her wrestling persona was La Dama del Silencio, the Lady of Silence. She reportedly told police she chose the title because I am quiet and keep to myself. When it comes to Mexican trials, there are no juries and few public hearings. Instead, prosecutors and defense lawyers present their evidence to a single judge during largely closed-door proceedings that can last years. But if the formal legal process is slow, Barraza's public trial in the local media was all but over in the first couple of days. Within hours of her arrest, Barraza was paraded before the cameras, posed beside a plasticine bust of the prime suspect, made during the hunt, to which she bears some resemblance. The police also released snaps of her recreating the murder of Reyes for detectives, along with videotaped excerpts of her initial police interrogation, all this before she had even been remanded in custody. The presumption of innocence is not clearly established here, says Emilio Alvarez, the human rights ombudsman for Mexico City, the media has become the great judge. As the trial inches along, the defense's strategy has mixed Barraza's claims that she's being scapegoated for all but one of the murders, with attempts to get her declared mentally unfit to stand trial. However, prosecutors told local reporters last month that psychological studies of Barraza ordered by the defense, had concluded that she was entirely conscious of her actions. Born in 1956 in poverty-stricken village in the largest rural state of Hidalgo, just north of Mexico, and certainly has the difficult background that often typifies cases of mental disturbance. She has never learned to read or write, much beyond her name and media reports confirmed by her defense lawyer, described in early childhood in the charge of an alcoholic mother who gave her away at the age of 12 
some say, in exchange for three beers. Barely pubescent, she was repeatedly raped by her new guardian or a third man, versions do vary, becoming pregnant and giving birth to a boy. While the details of the abuse differ, there seems little doubt that Barraza harbors deep resentment towards her mother for letting the abuse happen. Miguel Ontiveros, the criminologist associated with the case, believed Barraza was so damaged by her experiences, she ended up targeting old ladies because she identified them with her mother. Within this context, Barraza's own relationship with her four children by three different fathers seems remarkably stable, if marked by tragedy. Her eldest died as a young man from injuries received when muggers attacked him with a baseball bat. Her second child, a girl, married early and left home, although she stayed close to her mother's modest ground floor rented flat on the very eastern edge of Mexico City. Barraza lived there with her youngest two children, a boy aged 13 and a girl aged 11, who are now staying with their elder sister. According to her lawyer, the accused is proud to say she has kept things going on her own. She is proud of being both a father and mother to her children. Barraza seems to have supported the family through a mixture of domestic work, street vending, and petty theft. Neighbors in this otherwise largely middle-class area describe the children as friendly and their mother as always pleasant in passing. But what attracts the attention of criminal anthropologist Alina Azola is how far Juana Barraza, if she is guilty, has strayed from the trends revealed by her study of convicted Mexican murderesses a decade ago. A Mexican woman killing even just one little old lady is virtually unheard of. How much of our society must have changed if it can produce a female serial killer? This one from the BBC.co.uk on January 26, 2006. Mexican police hunting the country's most wanted serial killer have arrested a female wrestler. Juana Barraza, 48, was held as she allegedly fled the scene where a woman in her 80s had been strangled with a stethoscope, police said. Miss Barraza, known in wrestling as the Silent Lady, is now feared to be Mexico's little old lady killer. She reportedly admitted to Wednesday's killing, but denied a murder spree in which at least 30 women may have died. The killings began in the capital in the late 1990s. Mexico City prosecutors said fingerprint evidence linked Miss Barraza to at least 10 murders carried out in recent years. She was arrested at the scene of the killing of 82-year-old Ana Marie Reyes on Wednesday in the Venusiano Carranza area of the capital. After reports that a woman had carried out the killings, police suspected a man in women's clothing. Delving more into that and probably what took three years for the Mexican police to catch the serial killer known as the lady, little old lady killer. Months were spent detaining and questioning transvestites. But police said the broad-shouldered Miss Barraza resembled composite profiles of the suspect. 
and a wax mock-up with a similar short reddish haircut and facial mole. They said they found in her possession of a stethoscope, social benefits papers, and a social worker's identification card. Police have long suspected that the culprit got into victims' homes by pretending to be a government employee who could sign them up to welfare programs. Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com. Once again, Bruiser Nation Productions kincustom.com and remember Bruiser Nation stay good cause I'm always good now one more article from November 21st 2005 again by Joe Tuckman of The Guardian old lady killer set to strike again police in Mexico City have warned that a serial killer believed to have strangled at least 24 old women in the capital since 2003 is likely to strike again soon. Police say the murderer, dubbed the little old lady killer, is probably a man dressed as a woman who cons his way into homes by pretending to be a social worker or a nurse. The latest victim was Maria de los Angeles Repper, 92 strangled in her bedroom on October 18th. With the killings getting closer together over the past year, there is concern that another murder is overdue. Specific fears about dates stem from the killer's activity on November 17th, 2003, and on November 19th of 2002. This is not mere speculation. The head of the inquiry, Renata Salais, told a press conference this week, Mr. Salais urged women over 60 living alone to avoid talking to strangers. He urged the public to watch out for elderly relatives or neighbors, accompanied by unfamiliar people. He denied a report that police had hired old women to loiter in shopping malls and parks to trap the killer. The police have been heavily criticized for dismissing evidence of serial murders as media sensationalism until this summer and then for a ham-fisted swoop on transvestite prostitutes last month. One hell of a story, Bruiser Nation. Looks like a little bit of terrible police work by the Mexican authorities. A terrible situation for all involved at that time. Imagine being an elderly woman. Between 2005 and 2006, wondering if you were next, double-checking, making sure your doors were locked, and maybe not as many would have been murdered had they been on their game and took things seriously, according to some of these articles. But thank you so much for listening, Bruiser Nation. Don't forget to follow and share the Bruise Cruise podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Visit us at BruiserNationProductions.com for links to all of our content and our merch. 
And as always, Bruiser Nation, stay good because we're always good.